You Can Handle Anything, episode number 265. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? This is Shiragura, and I am a firm believer that no matter what emotion you may get stuck on at any given time, when you are emotionally equipped, you know exactly what to do step by step to get unstuck so you can handle difficult situations, navigate uncomfortable conversations, and cope with the difficult people in your life. Getting emotionally equipped is something I have actively chosen in my life because there's nothing more important to me than feeling like I am consciously creating the life I want to live. And if you're listening to this podcast, I bet you want the same. I am so glad you have chosen to join me on this journey. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So before I get into today's episode, I want to tell you something that happened to me last week, about an hour after I published episode number 264. I received an email from a listener telling me that the episode was only about 14 seconds long, and she asked me if that was on purpose. And I was like, oh my God, no, that was not on purpose. Apparently, what I did was I accidentally uploaded the preview clip, which is something I create for each episode to put on social media, instead of uploading the full episode. But I thought to myself, okay, no big deal. You can handle this, Shira. It's only been like an hour since you published the episode. How many people really have tried to tune in, you know, by that point? So I fixed what needed to be fixed, and the new link was working. But apparently that new link was working on all the podcast platforms in the podcasting world, except for one, which is Spotify, which is apparently a platform that many of you tune into, which I know because I received more emails from you. And so I had to contact the platform that hosts my podcast and inquire into it. And apparently there was a glitch on their end. And while it got fixed, it only got fixed like five days later or something like that. Now, I know in the scheme of things, five days is not a big deal, but I also know that if you tried to listen to the episode and you couldn't, you probably gave up. And in the meantime, I heard from several listeners who were able to hear last week's episode who told me that that episode was one of the best episodes they've ever heard on this podcast. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, I want to strongly encourage you to tune into last week's episode where I talk about the difference between a reaction and a response, because that's really the foundation for all of the work I do. So do yourself a favor and make sure you tune in. Okay, so when you think of the phrase, you can handle anything, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind in your life? Like, when you think about your life and you think about what's going on in your life right now, and you hear me say to you, you can handle that, what would that be? I think when most people think about being able to handle things, they think about the things that life throws at them, the people who push their buttons, the difficult conversations they have to have, needing to be brave or confident when it comes to having you know, good communication with somebody. When people think about being able to handle things, I think they usually think about it in terms of relationships with other people. I know that's what I think of when I hear that phrase or when I hear other people using that phrase. But the truth is, there are many other things we can handle, like 
creating new habits and reaching for goals. Now, you may wonder what exactly do I need to handle when it comes to habits and goals? And that's exactly what I'd like to explore with you on today's episode. So think about a bad habit that you've been trying to break or a new habit that you've been trying to take on or a goal, you know, something you've really wanted in your life, something that you're reaching for. It can be anything like doing more physical exercise or losing weight or stopping to smoke or being on social media less or improving a relationship, you know, with your spouse or a child or another family member maybe learning a new instrument, maybe being more consistent with reaching out to your friends, maybe having more fun in your life, or maybe, you know, just recreating your life in some big and meaningful way. When you bring that idea to mind, what usually happens at first is that the idea is very exciting to the mind, right? It's like when you bring that idea to your mind, your mind starts to ring bells and whistles because just the idea of being able to create something new in your life is exhilarating. It's like an entirely new you, right? A you that you want, a you that you can be proud of, a you that you've been dreaming of, right, for a long time. Now, while your brain is like in a candy store, right, having a ball, dreaming of what it's going to get, you know you also need to be realistic, right? You know that Habits or goals won't be achieved overnight. You know that you need to take little steps or mini goals to get there. And so you plan out what you need to do each day to make that long-term goal happen. And you may even follow the structure of a SMART goal by making your goal specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. But here's the thing. Science says that only about 8% of people actually achieve their goals. 8%. That is not a lot at all. Do you know why most people fail to reach their goals? Well, I don't know what you do when you have a question, but I like turning to Google just to see what gets posted on the topics that interest me. So I just typed in, why do most people fail to reach their goals? And you know what the number one answer was? It said, they don't know how to handle failure. That was the top post I saw, but I continued on and I learned of other reasons why people fail to reach their goals. You wanna hear what was written about it? It said that their goals weren't specific enough, that the goals were undefined or realistic, that there were too many things on your plate, that you lose sight of the why. Oh, here, this was a good one. That you're not surrounded with ambitious people, And there were plenty more reasons and articles on the topic. But what I didn't find an article on just at a quick glance was someone saying, it's because we get stuck on our emotions. I didn't see anyone directly come out and say that. And so likely I will turn this podcast into a blog post or submit it to an online magazine because it's too important to dismiss. No one talks about this. People talk about hiring a coach so you can have accountability. They talk about getting the right running shoes, you know, or the right diet or the right marriage counselor or whatever, but they skip over what's, in my opinion, the most important thing of all. We are emotional beings. That is something you cannot deny. We have an emotional experience in absolutely everything we do. Everything we do 
from brushing our teeth to having a meal to having a conversation with someone we love or hate has an emotional element to it. The problem is most people are either unaware of the emotion that they're feeling in that moment, or if they're aware of the emotion that they're feeling, but they don't really want to be feeling that particular emotion, they don't know what to do to manage their emotions. Our emotions can get the better of us, and they do. And then we react in ways that we wished we could have reacted differently, or more rationally, or more mindfully. And then we get stuck in this pattern of behaving. Now, what kind of emotions do we get stuck on while we're working on creating a new habit or reaching a goal? Honestly, the list can be endless. In fact, I'm just going to open my book, Getting Unstuck, for some assistance, okay? Because I have a chart in the book on emotions, and I'm going to look at it as I talk about this. So we can get stuck on fear, right? That's the first emotion in this chart. And other emotions related to fear, like anxiety, apprehension, despair, distress, doubt, that is a big one, right? Embarrassment, insecurity, nervousness, uncertainty, worry, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I create a goal, okay, let's say it's a physical exercise goal, I definitely can get stuck on doubt as to whether or not I can stick with that goal, or I can get stuck on worry if I fall off track. Like, what do I do? All right, let's look at the next emotion, which is anger or related emotions like bitterness or spite or aggravation. Now, where would those emotions come up? Well, let's say that you're working on a relationship, whether that's a family member or a coworker or a child or someone else, but the person that you're working on that relationship with isn't exactly playing along, you know, the way that you'd like. Maybe they're being aloof, maybe they're being disrespectful, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that it's quite easy to get stuck on anger or any of the emotions related to it, right? When you are working on improving a relationship. And getting stuck on those emotions can knock you off track. What about aversion or emotions related to aversion, like annoyance or apathy or boredom? That is a big one for a lot of people. Or complacency, right? Like, I've been working on this goal for like a week. Can we move on to something else now? Right? That's what the mind does. It gets stuck on boredom. It gets stuck on complacency. It gets stuck on apathy. What about desire? Desire is a huge one. Desire is one of the biggest emotions people get stuck on, but they may be totally unaware of when it happens. Just think about sitting down to a meal. This actually happened to me the other night. We were celebrating my son's birthday, which we do at the end of a meal having Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So I knew in advance I didn't want to have the ice cream, and I did what I needed to do to set myself up for success. But I would be lying if I were to say that I didn't get stuck on desire just to have a taste, right? Not a whole bowl, but just like a taste. It's natural to get stuck on desire because the mind seeks pleasure. If you don't get stuck in desire, and if you don't get this, and if you don't get stuck on desire in your life, I mean, I hate to say it, it's like you don't have a brain. It's as simple as that. But of course, just because you get stuck on desire, doesn't mean you have to stay stuck and it doesn't mean you have to act on that desire. 
you have a choice, as I spoke about on last week's episode. And so in my situation, I didn't have any ice cream because I got unstuck from the desire. Anyway, I could go on and on and on about the many emotions that we get stuck on, but what's most important to me, at least for this episode, is that you understand the power of your emotions and that you can consider that most likely the only reason you fail to achieve your goals or creating new habits has little to do with what I mentioned earlier, you know, what I found on Google, and much more to do with knowing how to understand the role your emotions play in your life and how to manage them, and most importantly, how to get unstuck from them. And this is what I teach inside of my group coaching program, and it's also what we discuss and we work through each and every week together, live with me, because we need to deconstruct each situation on its own to really understand not only the specific emotions that you may get stuck on, but where those emotions come from so that we can get to the source of them and then empower you to get unstuck. Because this is going to be the secret to your success in your life, just as it is in mine. The secret is in the moments. Success doesn't just happen because you wake up one day with a brilliant idea of how you're going to change your life. Success happens when you know how to get unstuck moment by moment as you travel along your journey towards reaching your goals. That's the secret that no one talks about or puts enough emphasis on, probably because it's not very sexy. And it's a shame because then that sets people up for disappointment because they don't understand what's wrong with them or why they can't achieve things like other people around them. And this leads them to get stuck on despair, which leads them to giving up. And it really is such a shame because it doesn't need to be this way. Because if you know that this is what the real focus should be on, not staring at the final goal every single day on your whiteboard or your refrigerator, but actually learning how to handle the micro moments along the way, getting unstuck moment by moment by moment, you will have so much more success in your life than you can imagine. And this is why on Sunday, June 12th, I'm going to be offering a live online workshop called Change Your Life in 90 Days to really give anyone who's interested in making a change in their life an opportunity to work with me and get really specific on that one thing and take a look at what it takes to really make that shift happen. And I would love for you to join me. I will be sending an email about that to those of you who are on my newsletter in about a week. So if you would like to join me and you are not already on my newsletter list, head over to my website to sign up so that you can receive those details. My website is shiragura.com. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. If you enjoyed this episode, you will love my group coaching program, Emotionally Equipped for Life. The truth is, this is not just a program. It's a community. A community of people who are living deliberately as they create new habits, reach for their goals, and get stuff done. Because they know they can handle anything. For more details, visit my website, shiragura.com forward slash enroll. I would love to invite you into my circle.